In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This past week, Holy Mother Church celebrated the feast of St. Louis, the King of France. Myself, uh, being from the Archdiocese of St. Louis, this feast has always been a special celebration for me and in the places where I've been. Uh, He's a great patron of my home archdiocese and the city that bears his name. St. Louis is revered for being a just king, a faithful husband and father, a man of outstanding personal virtue. St. Louis really demonstrates a life lived for God's glory and a life where the heavenly homeland takes precedence over the earthly. Uh, Certainly, St. Louis is known for many things. Uh, He fought in a couple of crusades, even dying in the second crusade that he fought in. Um, He was able to bring the the crown of thorns, our blessed Savior's crown of thorns, to France. He built a beautiful chapel uh, to put it in, Uh, although today it is, um, well, I'm not sure about today, but it's typically kept in in the cathedral of Notre Dame. And those are just a few things he did. Uh, some of the lesser-known things that he also did was to feed the poor himself, to host the poor at his own royal table, uh, to adjudicate, to hear the cases of, of the poor. He would um, sit in a, in a garden or a park setting, and he would allow the poor to come to him and, and place their case, and, and he would uh, adjudicate it for them. An interesting little thing that he did Whenever St. Louis would sign a document or a letter, what have you, he would not sign it, Louis, King of France. But always he would sign it, Louis of Poissy. Why is that, you might say? Well, it's because Poissy was where Louis was baptized. And that is where he gained his greatest treasure, the inheritance of the kingdom of God. There's at least a couple of baptismal fonts in historic older churches around St. Louis, and either on the font or near the font, there is this quote from St. Louis. I think more of the church where I was baptized than of Reims Cathedral where I was crowned. It is a greater thing to be a child of God than to be the ruler of the kingdom. In the Gospel for this Sunday, our blessed Savior says, You cannot serve God and mammon. There's always this tension, this battle between the appetite of the flesh for the worldly and the appetite of the spirit for the heavenly. It is said about the spiritual life that if we are not progressing, we are regressing. Tension is always there, the call, if you will, of the two masters. A man is understood to be riches, but in a broader sense, it can mean worldly goods, it can even mean worldly values like comfort, security, or being thought of highly by others. In and of themselves, none of those things are bad, but they can be very seductive. And if we do not keep that tension in our souls in check, we can get carried away by those things, and perhaps that which we thought we owned, we may come to find owns us. But our Savior says, Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
Lord is calling his disciples to examine their hearts and to discern what it is that they ultimately want. And no one understands human nature better than our Lord. He knows that every human being desires to be happy, to have a sense of purpose that cannot be taken away, to be loved, and to be able to give love. Well, the voice of the Master is calling us today, too, to follow him with our whole hearts. We can't give our Lord half of our heart and give the other half to the world. Christ wants our whole heart. Of course, the world wants our whole heart, too. But for the world, it's not enough. The world makes so many promises of happiness and fulfillment, but it never truly satisfies. You know, when you're a child, it seems that nothing is more exciting than Christmas, because you look forward to receiving gifts. Now that most of us could remember some of the gifts we received at Christmas as a child, but we were so excited to receive. I remember one year, when I was really young, really young, I, wanted, I decided I wanted a train set. And I remember being with my grandmother before Christmas, and in the town where we lived, uh, the, the courthouse was in the center of the town, it's like a square. And on each corner of the square, they would put up different Christmas scenes, like the nativity scene, on the other side there would be a great big Santa Claus thing. But this one particular year, there was this shed set up by uh, Santa's workshop. There was a window, you could look in there and see all the toys and goodies uh, intended for good boys and girls. Well, there was a train set in there, and in my youthfulness, I thought, oh, that's my train set. I knew that was destined for me. I pointed out to my grandmother right away. Well, uh, I guess I was a good boy. I mean, I guess pretty good. And I did get that train set for Christmas. But uh, you know where that train set is now? I have absolutely no idea. It was a passing joy. I'm sure I had some fun and enjoyment with it at the time, but I'm also pretty sure that by next Christmas, my thoughts were on other things. That's just the way our human hearts are when it comes to the things of this world. They delight us for a while, but they really don't us. I also remember making my first Holy Communion as a young child. I remember being very excited, thinking about how special it was going to be. And at that time, the school that I went to, this was been in the late 1980s, we still had the custom of going to Mass every morning. It was very fortunate. And I remember thinking how special it was going to be to be able to go up and receive communion like the bigger kids each day, uh, to be able to go up on Sunday with my parents and grandparents and receive Holy Communion. And as I grew, so did my understanding of what I was doing at Holy Communion, who I was receiving. Thanks be to God, I've been blessed to be able to grow up with a family that was encouraging of me to develop my relationship with the Lord, to consider a vocation to the priesthood, and that I had the opportunity to learn there was more to this life than the passing things of this world. But choosing to serve God in whatever vocation any of us has is still a daily commitment. The temptations, the, the tug of the world is powerful for all of us. As I said before, there's nothing wrong with having the things of this world. So long as we can put them at the service 
of what is truly important. Many people have used their riches to further the kingdom of God here on earth, to serve the less fortunate, to create beautiful things for God's glory, to draw hearts to Him. And that's as it should be, just as St. Louis did. St. Louis, the King of France, is a wonderful example of seeking first the kingdom of God. He knew this world was passing. He bore his kingly crown because it was his lot in life. And doing so in a truly Christian way, he merited for himself a heavenly crown. We have every possibility to end up like St. Louis. Let us bear our lot in life with fidelity and virtue, seeking to serve God before all else, and rather than losing out on anything, we will find that all we ever longed for and more will have been added unto us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Son.